Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and while this is a couple of months premature, I'm going to update you on the super cheap 1992 Honda Accord that I helped my son Kenji find and buy about a month ago. Now, when you pay only $16.50 for a car, you expect issues, and in less than a month, we have definitely had issues with this car. But the strange thing is, it had nothing to do with the car breaking down or being troublesome. In fact, the car was great. It's really just a simple crime story and some weapons-grade bad luck. I'll tell you what happened in just a moment. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. According to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, A vehicle is stolen in the United States every 43.8 seconds. That's more than one car per minute, or about 82 cars per hour, 1,973 cars per day, and approximately 60,000 cars per month, and 720,000 cars per year. Now that's a lot of stolen cars, so it's not uncommon to know someone whose car got stolen. Now, I know someone whose car was stolen, my son Kenji. Like I mentioned, we did an episode recently where we talked about his 1996 Honda Civic being stolen and how we replaced it with a really nice but inexpensive Honda Accord for a reasonable price. So what are the odds of getting a car stolen in September and then getting a great deal on a replacement car within a week and then having that replacement car stolen a little over a month later in October? Well, Based on my son Kenji's experience, I would say the odds are really, really good. You know where this is going. This is the automotive equivalent of lightning striking the same person twice. Now, the odds are stacked against this ever happening, but in Kenji's case, it did. And yep, the Honda Accord has been stolen. So, Kenji, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Not the way we sort of intended this to go, but, uh, but here we are. So, uh, I'm sorry it happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you say? It was kind of a shock initially, but I knew exactly what happened as soon as I saw the car. So or or mean, lack you. of car. So I, I saw the exact spot it was parked. I had some cardboard on it since I was moving stuff up to my new place. So that was like the first time I had parked there. Um so yeah, just going up, I knew exactly the, like what had happened. Okay, so just just a quick recap. So back on Labor Day weekend, you spent the night at a friend's house in West Seattle, and this is when you still had the 1996 Honda Civic. Yeah. And you parked that on a residential street near the friend's house, and when you came out the next day, it was gone. Now you called the police, filed a report, and that was the end of the 1996 Honda Civic. And then we found this Honda Accord. You had about three grand to spend. And, you know, me being a car guy, you know, I'm a little bit cranky about getting the other car stolen. I mean, I was kind of on a mission to find a decent car. So we found that Honda Accord. It was $1,650 plus whatever you paid in tax and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we got that deal done and, and you bought it. So just as a recap, until the car disappeared, how was the Accord? It was nice. I mean, it kind of did every, all the same stuff. It was a little harder to drive because I'm not used to driving bigger cars, but that's just kind of for me. Were there any issues with it that, you know, over the two, three weeks you had it? Not significantly. 
It, it drove fine. Um, paint, we looked at, you know, we got some paint for it that never got around to doing, didn't have it long enough. Yeah. Uh, and I think it had like a vibration at idle. Yeah. It wasn't bad. If you've owned older cars beforehand, it's not like a concerning amount of vibration. It was an like, old car vibration. But yeah. If, okay. So you had recently moved to a new place, Queen Anne area yeah. in Seattle. Okay. You were moving out and what happened? Oh, I literally just parked my car on the side of the street because it's free street parking. This was the first day you moved in. Yeah. I wasn't even fully moved in yet. Was this the first time you'd parked the car there? Yeah. This is the first time I had gone there by myself. And that was my first load of stuff. And I was going to come back and get more the next day and then maybe spend the night at home and then drive back up and like fully move in. But yeah, I left it overnight and then... And it was gone the next morning. You have no idea when I don't. Was I don't know when it happened. It was like, I, I didn't really check the road when I woke up in the morning to go with my friends to go down. We got some coffee in the morning and then we went back and I was like, all right, I got work a little bit later. But right when I was supposed to be leaving to go to work, that's when I walked out and saw my car or lack of. And like, there's like cardboard on the ground. I was like, oh, shucks. So, <laughs> okay. so I, yeah, I just ran around um, trying to see if I could find it in like a close vicinity or if I was like just delirious the night before and parked it somewhere else, which I figured I wasn't, but was kind of hoping maybe that was the case. Mm. Okay. Uh, was it locked? Yeah, the car was locked, but even the police officer, when I talked to him, said, yeah, these cars are like pretty easy to get into and unlock. Any like older like '90s Honda car, you can easy to steal. You can kind of just jimmy the lock a little bit, and then like it's not that hard to get it started. Was there anything in it of value? This time, not really. It was just a little bit of work clothes. But in terms of like, you didn't have any electronics or anything expensive. No, in I had a jacket. That was probably the most expensive thing that was in there. Yeah. Okay, so you lost some stuff when the first car was stolen, right? I lost a lot more stuff when the first car was stolen. Yeah, what was in there? Uh, like two longboards, I think another jacket, probably. I know I lost some sweatshirts, like two or three sweatshirts in there. Some pants, shoes. I think it was like some Vans shoes were in there. Okay. There's so. something else expensive. Oh, my glasses. Oh, your glasses. <laughs> I still have that And day. sadly, because I mean, the, that first car... Uh, the Civic, we got that, it was a hand-me-down, and we didn't have anything but liability insurance on it, so everything yeah. was lost. And this particular car, because it was cheap, didn't have anything but liability insurance on it either, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, goodbye, oops. Uh, so there goes your, you know, I think your total was $2,100 you had into it, so, mm. which sucks. All right, so how are you getting around now? I just took the bus, it's probably the easiest way. You got an Orca Pass, a 2022 Orca Pass. Where I work right now at Microsoft, they just like, if you, they want people to take the bus. So the Orca Passes are free. They just give you a free Orca Pass. Well, that's good. Yeah. When you're working there. So I don't have to pay anything to travel, which is great. How long does it take you to get to work? About an hour. How long was the drive? Drive would have been around like probably 30 to 35 minutes. So about half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you have a couple of transfers. There's one. I, I just transfer one time. Okay. Is it a hassle to ride the bus versus the car? Well, you don't even know what the car was like. You didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't really do that drive. It definitely is easier to ride the bus. I guess that's a bonus of yeah. having your car stolen. You actually took the bus. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
here's something interesting. You had a car stolen. You had another car stolen. But this one, you got a phone call. What happened? Yeah, uh, they ended up finding the car while I was at work. Who's they? Uh, the police. Okay, so you had filed a police report on this one as well. Yeah. And where was the car? Do you know? It was like two miles away. It wasn't that far away. Uh, we're, I'm pretty sure they were just commuting in it. I think they just stole it as a commuter car and then ran the battery out. <laughs> and maybe they were going in to replace the battery. I don't know. Or like they were going to leave it there until they got it fixed and then drove it back around. Okay. So you get this call from the police. Then then what did you have to do? I had to go down to the impound lot. So we went down there and then we had to charge it for like... Yeah, it took us about, I don't know, 45 minutes, <clears> half hour. <throat> so it, was, it took us a little while to kind of get the whole thing. Okay. And well, we also had to wait. It was probably... Oh, 45 minutes maybe for the whole thing. Y- yeah, maybe longer. Because yeah. we were inside waiting, you know, don't get your card towed. It's uh, it's a long wait to get, get it back from the impound. But it's about we did get it back. Yeah. And, and what did that cost you? It wasn't um, free. 250 Yeah. So we, we paid to get it out. We, we jumped the car. We got it going. So the car is now here at our house. Not You're not taking it into Seattle. I had to wear a mask and gloves and <laughs> use a tool to unlock the transmission because they disabled the transmission interlock. So when you start the car, if it's in park, you can't shift it into drive unless you put a little plug thing. And they still had it like sitting in place. I'm like, oh, that's how they did it. Okay, great. And these people were, they were tweakers, meth users or something. The car stunk. They'd been smoking pot or something in there because the windows were all just smeared with stuff. And it was pretty stinky. It was a 30-mile stink for me to drive that thing home. It took a while to clean the tweaker stink out of it. It's not completely gone. And, you know, unfortunately, they scuffed every single corner of the car. The car was, like, almost perfect. It was in really nice shape for a 30-year-old car. It was surprisingly good. But they managed to, like, you know, back into stuff. Little scratches here and there. They did kind of scrape down the right side of the car, down low. But overall, um, it's not terrible. They they took a gold felt pen, and they wrote something on... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, you know, it was on the steering wheel. It's like going bouncy or something. I, I don't know. It was weird. I'm like, oh, graffiti, too. Cool. Anyway, I'll have to figure out that transmission interlock thing. But overall, it wasn't bad. But we are going to keep it here. You're not going to take it back down to Queen Anne because it'll be gone in a second. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you think you're going to get another car to replace that or what are you going to do? Uh, probably not for a little bit. I think I'll wait like a couple months or so before I really consider getting something else. It's just too much work and it's going to be a big chunk of, chunk of change to try to find a replacement. Well, yeah, if you're going to get something newer, because that was pretty inexpensive. So, Well, I would have to get something at least like 2010 or something. So, like, if I end up doing a new car, it would probably be a lease while I'm living there. I've thought about it, and I'm like, it would be the easiest thing for me to drive around, even though it's a lot spendier over time. But the only reason you're doing that is because you're concerned that somebody might steal the car, and you think a newer car would be less easy to steal. Yeah, at this point, I I don't care what car I drive around. It doesn't really matter to me that much. I don't care if it looks cool or if... I don't care if it looks stupid. It could be like the dumbest looking car. I'll drive it. 
I just don't want something that's going to attract a lot of attention to people well, trying to sadly, steal Sadly, the 96 Civic you had, I mean, that was not an attractive car. It worked well, but it yeah. didn't look great. Yeah. But um, and then the Honda Accord, it's a 30-year-old car. Who wants that? Well, apparently every tweaker in Seattle wants yeah. that car. So, yeah, sadly. I okay. Know. I saw a military vehicle on Facebook Market for like $77,000. Military vehicle, yeah. All you need is a uh, you know machine gun, and you can keep the bad guys away. Yeah, or just like no one wants that. <laughs> Seems like they want everything. Who knows? All right. So, what are the takeaways? What What would you say to listeners about your experience to help them keep from getting their car stolen? Uh it's not a trick question. I, I think it, it comes down to all of my cars were pretty old. So you kind of want some sort of alarm system or like uh, just something that's going to make it harder for someone to steal a car. It also depends on when you, where you live, too. Like, right. I, I never had a single problem in anywhere outside of the city. Although mm. I did look it up. There's a lot of people stealing cars. Actually, one of our neighbors had a car stolen about a year ago mm. out of their driveway. But where we live here, it's not common because we're kind of secluded and it's hard to get to and find. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it can happen anywhere, but I think down there, it's just a lot more likely to happen. Yeah. You it, just don't keep things in your car. Yeah. So take stuff out that's valuable. Uh, you had it locked. So yeah, you know, lock your car. Unfortunately, older Hondas are easy to steal. Older cars in general are easy to steal. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Now you also had the club. Did you? Yeah, use- I didn't, I didn't put that on. <laughs> Is there any reason why you didn't put it on? Uh, well, because I had the windshield broken. I like was moving a lot of stuff, so I just took it out and didn't put it on that night because I figured my car's probably fine here, which is my <laughs> first mistake. And then, yeah, I was just moving a lot of stuff. I didn't want to bump it and crack the window again. Okay, so if you had the club, you should probably use it. Um, you know, I think some way to disable a car is a good thing. Mm-hmm. There are disabling devices that literally cuts the power. Because these people stole your car and they drove it. There were receipts in it. Like you said, they were commuting in it. Um, mm-hmm. And they were probably just hanging out in it, which is, I don't know. As a as a car owner, it's just so frustrating to think that, you know, somebody's sitting on the side of the road in your car, you know, you know, doing drugs and just kind of hanging out. Hoo-hoo, I got your car. Meh. It makes me mad. <laughs> I don't know. At least someone's using it. I would have been more annoyed if it was like just completely trashed. Uh, trashed or parted out. Sure. Yeah. All right. So again, some way to disable the car if you can find that. Uh, getting a manual transmission. A lot of these people don't know how to drive a manual. Oh, can you drive a manual? I can't. But at the same time, I don't know if that's such a deterrent. My friend Aria, and he's like, he knows people who have gotten their cars stolen. Like, they manual. have like decked out cars that are like... Like old Nissans and stuff that sure. are manual transmission. Sure. They've gotten their cars stolen. So Okay. Friends. I'm not saying you won't get it stolen. It is a bit of a deterrent, though, because not everybody can drive one. It helps. I mean, in the scheme of things, you might be lucky enough that you get someone that's trying to steal your car that doesn't know how to drive manual. But I think if they're looking for older cars, they might have an idea how to drive older cars. Okay. So again, along the ideas of you know what listeners can do to help them keep from getting their car stolen, file a police report. Yeah, that too. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten your car back if you hadn't filed it. Yeah. 
I don't know why they looked at your car on that particular day. Maybe it was parked funny. Maybe it looked weird. I mean, who knows? The battery was dead, so the car might have just died somewhere, and they just left it in some weird position. And the police might have gone, well, this is strange, and then checked the license. And boom, sure enough, it was stolen. So they figured that out. So definitely file a police report. Make sure your title indicates that the car is stolen. We did go down and do that on the Civic. I hadn't done that yet on the Accord, but I knew that you'd filed the police report, so it was marked as stolen. In fact, we'll have to check in with the Department of Motor Vehicles so it's not stolen. So if you are here at our place and you drive it, or if I drive it, Mm -hmm. I don't get pulled over as like some dude who stole a car. Yeah. Another thing is there's local Facebook groups. There's one that we turn to here in the Pacific Northwest called PNW, Pacific Northwest Stolen Cars. And there's another one. It's actually an article, interestingly, in the New York Times today, October 29th, 2022, where they follow this guy. His name is Titan Crawford. He's from Portland, and he's with PDX Stolen Cars, and he searches around Portland, Oregon area to find stolen cars before they're stripped for parts. So check that out, and you might want to check out uh, PDX Stolen Cars or PNW Stolen Cars or Facebook groups like that, you know, if you live outside the Pacific Northwest. There's probably something in your area, depending on where you live in the country. So definitely look for that because these people are highly motivated to help people who've had their car stolen actually recover their car. So that's a good place to look. Okay, so what is the fate of the 1992 Honda Accord? Like I said, it's in our driveway now. We're about 20 miles away from Seattle. Still a good car. We might sell it and you'd replace it with something else. Mm -hmm. Something newer that's harder to steal. Maybe, as you said, a military vehicle. Well, maybe just something with like a <laughs> like a key fob, so I have to have that to drive the car. Yeah, so the tweaker set's not going to be stealing a car like that because it's harder for them to steal. But there are still ways to steal your electronic signal. It's not completely foolproof. If somebody really wants your car, what are they going to do? Probably just going to take it. Yeah, they're going to take it, right? So, but you're better off to you know have a newer car. Uh, in your particular case, if you're in a place that's pretty high crime. You know, again, sorry, the car was stolen. Oh, that's uh, all right. Well, <laughs> it's not all right. <laughs> but at least you're taking it well, so that's uh, yeah. good. Yeah, it does suck a little bit. It does suck a lot. But when it happens, second time, it's kind of just like, it sucks, but you know what to do. So it's like, okay, I guess I'll just deal with this again. <laughs> Well, you've got a better attitude than most people. So uh, thanks for coming on the podcast and, yeah. uh, and giving us the update. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, just let's not let's not do this a third time for the stolen car episode. Yeah, I have three roommates right now. They all have cars. So if I need anything, I can get one of them to drive me, which makes it super easy. Cool. My resourceful son. Good for you, buddy. Thanks. Well, there you have it. Sadly, the crime of stealing cars isn't going to get better anytime soon. And with a car stolen in the U.S. every 43.8 seconds, there's a good chance someone listening to this podcast could be next. So do what you can to secure your vehicle. And if your car has been stolen, definitely check out organizations like PNW Stolen Cars and PDX Stolen Cars in your area. They just might help you get your car back. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. 
And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and also check out some of my previous episodes as there's a lot of great content here to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.